Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. I should have cleared it with you first, Buck, but oh well. You'll get to know me, and hopefully you'll still love me. Uh, <laughs> he's like, uh-oh. Um, anyway, you know, I, I live right next to Buck Ireland that, that works the Greyhound camp for the Silver Spur, and I had the opportunity to go out and help him with a branding on Tuesday. And so me and Buck, we were going to meet, you know, I mean, literally our, our, our driveways are, are just, you know, 150 yards apart nearly. And so we were going to meet at our driveways at six o'clock that morning. And, and I was saddling Fiona. I had already caught her and trapped her and, you know, uh, thrown a snare on her and had to jump off the barn onto her. And I'd already taken care of all that and got her saddled. And about 540, somewhere around there, I'm cinching up Fiona. And then I can't see her anymore because of the fog that rolled in. <laughs> I mean, this stuff was as thick as, as cream soup. I don't know what cream soup is, but I imagine that it's thick. And so it, you know, I, I'm cinching, cinching her up, throw her in the trailer, and literally I pull up and I look over and Buck's not there. And then I look over again and Buck is there. And I mean, just in that space, we can't hardly see each other's trucks. So we get out there and we get out to the Bijou and, and uh, kind of standing around the... the uh, tax shit or whatever they call it there at Bunkhouse and just kind of having some coffee with the cowboys. And, and about the time that everybody gets there and we get on our horses, well, the fog catches up and, and here comes the fog. And so we get over there and, you know, it, it's kind of, it, it's not so bad in Colorado because a lot of times, sometimes you can see, but, but anytime you're in a new pasture that you've never been in before with a lot of cowboys that, that you've never helped, you're the new guy, there, there's a little bit of, man, you know, I just got to make a hand today, got to keep on my toes. Hopefully Fiona don't buck me off. Hope, hopefully it wasn't Fiona that bucked that morning, thank goodness. And so we, we got out there and, and Bert, it was kind of his country, so he was kind of ramrodding it. And we get out there and we get the gate open and there's all these cowboys and Bert just kind of said, I'll take these fellows with me. Y'all go over there and we'll get this gathered. And so we were getting about a hundred out of there, somewhere around there. And, and literally, I, I'm telling you, I mean, I couldn't see the camera. I mean, it, it, the fog is thick. So the only marker that I have, I know where the sun is. That's all. I can only see the sun. And, but it was really cool because he just said, you know, we'll go this way. Y'all kind of drift over here. We're going to pull them back around, take them through this gate. It really wasn't that big of a deal at all, but um, mainly it wasn't no big deal because, you know, I had Buck on one side of me and I had Randy on the other side. I had two good hands and I was pretty sure I would either live or die because of that. Um, I wasn't sure which one, but I live, thank goodness. And, um, you know, I remember looking at, you know, Buck's over here on my left and Randy's over here on my right and, and, and Buck was bringing some cattle in. And I remember one time I, I was straining like so hard to see that, it kind of like started sparkling. And I mean, I finally just gave up because you could hear it. I mean, it sounded like the cows were right there, but you couldn't see them. But uh, I think we missed one, but caught it on the way out. And so we, we did We did a real good job with it. But in Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, the Apostle Paul says this, For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. 
Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. And what we're going to be talking about today as a pastor, the, the number one question that I always get, and really the number one question that maybe I have for myself, because me and my, if I look kind of stove up, it's not from Brandon. It's the fact that we had to do two days worth of adoption classes, 19 hours in two days. And so I'm kind of stove up, but I don't know why I said that. But uh, I just thought you, I wanted you to kind of feel sorry for me. So everybody say, oh, thank you. And, uh, but on the way to one of these classes, me and Christy started talking uh, about what, what does God want for us and, and, and how does he want us to do stuff and how do you know? So that, that got me to thinking and I got to studying on it. And, and that's really the number one question that I get asked from people. You know, they, they get to know God and they, they, they come to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior and, and they start following him and, and, and their, their lives kind of start changing for the better. And it ain't about quitting all this other stuff or not doing this and doing that. It's it's not about that. It's just kind of a purpose in your life. And the number one question I always get is, so I just, I really don't know what God wants me to do. And so what we're going to be talking about today is three things of how we can be guided by God. How do you know you're on the right path? What should we be doing? How should we be doing it? Well, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, he says, For you have been called to live in freedom. And I'm here to tell you that, that just like that gathering the other day in that fog, sometimes it's hard to see what God wants us to do. I mean, we can see our immediate surroundings. There's another verse in Psalms where, where David says, uh, Your word is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. Now, if you think about darkness and you've got a little whale oil lamp, it's not going to be a, you know, Q-beam thousand watt or a thousand Q-beam spotlight shining way out there. It's only going to light up what's right around you. And that's what God says. He says, don't worry about what's way down there. You just do what you got right around you. And, ju and I was thinking about that going through the fog. Man, I'm not going to worry about those cows over there because there's some good hands over there. And I can tell they've got them and they're coming with them. And, and I've got some in front of me. I'm only going to worry about the ones right in front of me. But you know, God guides us in our freedom. And, and listen, th this is probably of the three, this may be the hardest one to understand that that God does, you know, everybody loves, some of you even got that little picture on your wall that says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for good, not for evil, plans for prosper, uh, all that stuff. That's good, but, and, and I'm not criticizing the verse, I'm criticizing our thinking of that. God does not have like this, this map of our lives and he's sitting back going, well, I wonder if they'll be able to do that or not. I wonder if they're going to find that path that I want them to be on. That's not really it because you know what God guides us in? He gives us freedom. Most of the time, He's not going to, He's not a micromanager. He's not going to say, Kevin, today I need you to do this and this and this, get your checklist out, you know, and everything. He's going to do just like Bert did. You know, when we got out there in the pasture, He's like, well, we're going to go this way. Y'all go that way. Figure it out. Y'all work together. I mean, that, that's the way God works. He's not going to sit there and, and punish you for not getting it right. And, you know, he just gives us a lot of freedom. God is never going to show you the whole pasture and the whole situation. 
I mean, it's just not. I mean, if you think, and I may be telling on myself a little bit, but I'm trying to encourage you. If you think that me and Ty know what we're doing, you're dumb. Well, I mean, I mean, I, if you think I know what I'm doing, Ty's dumb. Wait, what? I don't know what I'm saying. But we don't. I mean, we, we, we talk all the time. We're like, well, what do you think we should do? I don't know. <laughs> you know we just kind of go, well, I know we got the ranch. I know we got to get a fence built. And I, I know we got to get some cows. And, I, you know, I know, I know we're going to have Sunday service. And so we, we just kind of go along. And I don't mean go with the flow. I don't mean to be wishy-washy. But with me and Ty and y'all also, God has just kind of said, y'all just spread out and get it done. And, and people are, are, are mired in place and they're like, well, I'm not going to move until God tells me what to do. And God's like, well, I'm not really not going to tell you what's next until you do what I've already told you to do. And we, we kind of got this standoff going. But God gives us freedom. Most of the time, God is just going to let you pick where you go and what you want to do. I mean, think about that. He gives us cowboys on either side of us to help us, to guide us. And, and, you know, and, and that's what happened. I mean, when we started coming back with all the cattle, you know, I, I, I kind of got over this way and I saw a buck coming. And I thought that Creighton was on the other side or something. And so I kind of started scooting over. And that's how you gather a pasture. It's not rocket science. You stay between this guy and this guy and push cows in front of you. Don't let them get behind you. And, and that's the same way with Christianity. God's just going to tell all of us here. Think about this. He has told all of us cowboys, and I'm including every single one of you, whether you're a boy or a girl, all of us cowboys, he said, y'all just scatter out across this pasture and gather. Well, what are we supposed to do? Well, just keep going. And if you see somebody needs help or something, maybe help them out or love on them. How about just give them a smile that day or whatever. Quit worrying about so much and just go about your day and keep him on your mind because he's given you a gift of freedom. Now, listen to this right here. God does not want to bless what you do. He wants to bless who you are. And in return, whatever you do, He wants to bless that. Does that make sense? I mean, it's not going to be like some hocus pocus that when, when, when you get right on this path that you think God wants you to do, that all of a sudden the blessings are going to come. No, it's about what's inside of us. I mean, I, I really don't think... And think about this. What do you want your kid to be? I mean, you know, my son and daughter are both here. I tell them all the time... I don't care what you do, as long as you do it where it fulfills you. And I'm going to brag on Riley for a second. She wanted to be a vet tech for forever and ever and ever. And now that it's getting close to graduation, she's not so sure. And I'm very proud of her for that because she told her mom the other day, she goes, I don't know if that's what I want to do. I'm not ruling it out. I just want to help people. And I love that. I absolutely love that. I mean, I'm not picking out her, her career path for her going, well, no, by gosh, you're going to go to college and you're going to study this and you're going to study that. I'm going to let her choose. I love her enough and I hope that I've raised her enough and Griffin enough that I want them to do what fulfills them and makes them happy and hopefully they can figure out a way to do that 
to the benefit of others in some form or fashion. And that's what God wants from us. Quit stressing and fretting over, you know, exactly where you're supposed to be. And, I, you know, I've seen people on gatherings that, man, they, they don't pay attention to nobody else. They get behind this guy and they get up ahead or they fall behind or they, and I've seen some people that, that are so rigid. They're like, this is my spot and I know that this is my spot and I don't care what happens. I'm just going to stay in this spot. No, just go with it, man. God gives us a lot of freedom. Think about this right here. God can guide you better in your freedom than you can in guessing what He wants you to do. Think about that. God can guide you better by giving you freedom than by you fretting and worrying about what you think He wants you to do. And, and, and my best illustration of that is that I can look back, if you would have told me even 10 years ago, that I would be a preacher, I would have told you that you were dumb and we could fight about it if you wanted to. I mean, that, that's just, I mean, I didn't have anything against God. I love God, but preaching was not in the equation whatsoever. It's kind of like putting a little, you know, blue toilet thing and some pancakes or something. It's just my life and preaching didn't go together. And um, I'm going to have to say it. Uh, I don't, I don't know if Brooke is here. Uh, he's at a softball tournament. He told me last week, you know, last week being Easter and everything, uh, he says that he's got the greatest Easter story in the world, that, that Mason was in there. Uh, this is years and years ago, Mason and Braylon. And, and she was dying Easter eggs, and he was working late. And, and, and he comes home, and, and he, sees, uh, he sees Mason all happy with her Easter eggs. Well, she had been hogging the dye. And so Braylon kind of got mad about it. And so she knew where there was some blue dye, so she took all her hard-boiled eggs and dumped them in the toilet that had the blue water in it. <laughs> he said they were the prettiest shade of blue you ever seen. And of course, Braylon's hands are blue, and Mindy's arm is blue from reaching up in there and trying to pull all those hard-boiled eggs out of the toilet. So that made me think of that. I thought that was cool. What were we talking about? <laughs> God can guide you. And what I was going to say is, you know, if you would have said I was a preacher, but I can look back now and see that God had a hand in my life even when I wasn't following Him. I can see, uh, of, of, you know, from high school to the Rocker B to the San Pedro to, to all the day working jobs and all the breaking horses and, and all of this stuff, even when I wasn't intentionally following God, God was there with me and He was guiding me. I mean, I've told y'all stories of, of, of how I lost the girl that I was going to marry. I, I lost her and thank goodness I lost her. I wouldn't have Riley and Griffin and, and Christy now, you know. So I can see it, that God had a hand in my life. Just relax. Just go about your day. Just chill out. God can guide you better by giving you freedom than you can in guessing and trying to figure out what He wants. You know, um, some of you, this is your first time. Some of you, it's your 400th time. Uh, some of you, it's your first time to be awake during church. Um, somebody did send me a picture of somebody last week that was asleep, though. It was funny. 
You've got to be really good to fall asleep at ours. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I've told you the story about Hanos. Hanos was this gruya from, uh, he, he was a horse from Chihuahua, north of Chihuahua City, the Baeza Ranch in just north of Chihuahua City, Mexico, that we went down there and got. And uh, he, he was a great horse. My, both my kids learned to ride on Hanos. And we had him up there in Lubbock whenever I worked for the psych unit. Uh, I wasn't in the psych unit. I worked for one. And um, it was a prison psych unit, so it was pretty crazy. If you want to hear, hear some crazy stories, uh, talk to Ty. Um, and shooing. <laughs> shooing, psych unit, same thing. Same thing. And uh, so this guy calls me, and he's got this like this little probably... 30-acre pasture, and he says, hey, I had some heifers out there. I tried to get them all in. There's this red heifer. I cannot get her in whatsoever. Can you get your horse and meet me out there and rope her for me? <laughs> well, yeah. So this pasture, he kind of, he kind of, he, I call it fanching. He didn't know if he was farming or ranching. He was fanching these cattle, and, and he would go out, and he would uh, lay out his irrigation line with his sprinklers and kind of a rotation deal. But this, this pasture was split in two. And so I get out there and I send Joe Hanos up. And Hanos could run it at, at, at like, you know, Mach 12 miles an hour. That was his top speed. He wasn't the fastest thing in the world. But I saddled him up and everything. And, and I seen this red heifer over there and I thought, yeah, put my rope under my arm. I, I was tied on hard and fast. And we was going to go rope us a heifer. Well, she threw a nine in her tail, and she could run Mach 2. And we could run Mach, you know, .0009 and a half. Had to throw my own fraction in there. And so anyway, I got behind her, and, and, and so she's running around this pen. So, you know, she, or pasture, she's running around it, and me and Hanos, we just cut the corners every time, still trying to catch her. You know, and finally I put my rope down because my arm got tired of swinging because we couldn't catch her. And, and finally I kind of got her lined out, you know, kind of like you're going in circles and kind of doubled back on her a little bit. And I got real close to her and I mean, she's going right down the middle. And this pasture, like I said, was split in two, but it was like a bi-level pasture and this fence was non-existent. I mean, it was there, but, you know, falling down and she jumps that fence. Now, it's like a three or three and a half foot drop on the other side, plus jumping a fence that's about this high. So I'm right on her tail, and I'm thinking she's going to duck off. Well, she doesn't. She just, whoo, she goes off. And I was like, whoa, and Hanos just takes that bit in his tooth, teeth, and I mean, he just, whoo. I might have screamed. <laughs> it was more of a brave heart type thing. Y'all ever seen that movie, The Matrix? That's what we did horseback. <laughs> I have never, I mean, I, I've, done some, I've done some stuff, but I've never jumped a fence and down. I've jumped off a little ledge. I, I've gone over some fences, sometimes not on purpose. But that was the first time I'd ever done that at a dead run. And, and I remember that when I knew that that was going to happen, I just gave him as much rain as I could and just kind of held on. I just had to have faith that he knew what he was doing. I mean, he come from the mountain country and kind of, he was snowy river. I was more like dry creek bed, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, my point is that if I would have had my way, we would have never done that. I would have pulled up. 
I would have stopped. I would have turned off. We'd have gone down and <laughs> gone through the little safe area, you know, that, that we knew was okay. And then we'd have tried it again. And, 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 but that, that's not how it really turned out. In Hebrews 11.6, I mean, you can turn there if you want to, but Hebrews 11.6 says, And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that God exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. It is impossible to please God without faith. That's what Hebrews says right there. And, and we talked a while ago about how God will guide us in our freedom. He gives us the freedom, man, just go with it. But God also guides us in our faith. When God does want you to do something, you better hold on, and I can nearly guarantee it's not going to be your idea. Okay? Because I, I, I talk to these people from all over the country, and they're like, well, I know that God is calling me to do this, and I'm so ready for it. And I'm like, well, that, is that what you want to do? Is that what God wants you to do? Because I guarantee you, you know, when I started talking to Ty about helping out here, he was like, uh-uh, I ain't doing it. You know, and I, there was a chance that I was going to have to be gone a couple of months ago. And he told me, he said, well, I'll get up there and, and do that when you need me to, but I ain't never preaching. And I told him a couple of months ago, I was like, hey, man, I might be gone. You need to fill in for me. He does get mad easy. Yeah, that was a lie. He was lying to you. <laughs> no, he's like, I told you I wasn't going to do that. I said, you do it every Sunday. You just do it this big. Just add, you know, 10 minutes to it and you're doing fine. But, you know... When, when God actually does call you to do something, it's going to be scary. You're going to want to put on the brakes. You're going to want to just slow down. You're going to want to go over here and, and go through this safe spot. But that's not the way God works. And, and it's not that God is testing us, but we are a safety-oriented... Well, everybody except Robert. I've, I've seen him ride. Um, most everybody is a safety-oriented type, you know, person. You know, you just kind of try to take the easy path. We're always looking, what do I want to do? But man, when God calls you to something, it's going to be scary. You're going to have to take a deep seat, man. You may have to grab onto that saddle horn and, and you know, kind of shuck your stirrups to the end of your toes or something because it's not always going to be, you know, unit kitties with Skittles. You know, sometimes it's going to be barbed wire fences half down, jumping over and, and, and Mach 9. But God guides us in our freedom. He gives us the freedom to do, you know, just go. Just, just go out and gather. What, what, I mean, if you want to go over here, go over here, you know, just kind of stay in between some people. And if you need some help, God's going to put some cowboys or cowgirls on your right and left that's maybe been in the pasture before that, you know, you can go up and you can ask them, hey, man, what's going on here? You know, what, what can I look for over here? Um, you know, watch out for this, watch out for that. You're doing a good job here, man. You need, to, you need to do better here. You can't take that personal. They're trying to help you. But God also guides us in our faith, and it says that it is impossible to please God without faith. And, you know, th that whole term of it, it's kind of this Christian deal that the Christians like to say, oh, we're well, just going to step out in faith. L let me give you a more accurate deal of stepping out in faith, because that sounds so holy and everything. Really, it's like, huh, I don't want to do that. Bull crap. I ain't getting, uh, -uh. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the way I was. The first time this, this cowboy church said, uh, why, why don't you come give our message? I was like, you smoking dope? 
And he said, no, why don't you come bring a message? I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> I just flat out did what Ty did. Uh-uh, I ain't doing it. This other guy's like, he'll be glad. He'll be here two weeks. I was like, no, he won't. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he will. No, he won't. We nearly had a knockdown drag out over, over me preaching. But, you know, stepping out in faith, man, that, that, that's not this holy, you know, angels flying around where we're all going to skip and hold hands. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's scary. But you know what? It's rewarding to do it like that because you know what? Anybody can stop and come over here where it's real safe. You don't have people ask me, me and Ty all the time. Ty and I. Ty died. People ask us all the time. They're like, "Where do you come up with all these stories?" And we're like, "We didn't get these stories sitting on the couch. You know, we didn't get these stories necessarily taking the safe route every time. A lot of times we might have tried, but sometimes Hanos or God has other plans. God will guide us in our freedom, and God will." guide you in your faith. You know, the end result of that, you know, I didn't ever get her roped. <laughs> her old tongue started hanging out. I, thought she, I didn't know if she was going to die first or the horse was going to die first or, or my arm was going to fall off from practice swings. I threw some loops at her. Now I know why y'all have 60-foot ropes when you can't get close within 30 feet. But, you know, I, I, I chased her all over that place, and I got a few loops, and the few chances that I got, I just, I just flat missed. And finally, I just shut it down because, you know, the stock is what's important. I mean, you, you can always come back another day. There's, there's other ways of doing it. So I, I just kind of called it quits. I kind of hung my head because, I mean, you know, when, when somebody calls a cowboy, hey, man, will you come get this roped? You're like, yeah, I can do it. And then it doesn't quite work out like you want it to. Man, I was feeling about this big, and I was really beating myself up. I was like, oh, man, you know, what do they think of me? And, and so, you know, I got to the trailer, and I, I'm trying, you know, we always come up with a lot of excuses. Well, you know, Hanos, you know, he, he wasn't maybe feeling that good. Boy, she was real fast, and, and, you know, I didn't want to do it. We just come up with a thousand excuses, but what we know in our hearts is we just didn't get it done. And as we are sitting there, and as I am busy making 4,000 excuses of why I didn't get it done, she got thirsty and walked over there into the pen. <laughs> First try. I roped her so well, I, I was training on her is what I was doing. I used the rope as, a, as, a, as an illustration of what I wanted her to do. No, I mean, seriously, she walked over there in the pen and got a drink of water, and we shut the gate. After 40 minutes of chasing a cow around and, and wearing out my horse, Hanos is soaked, the cow's tired and breathing hard, mouth open. We didn't get it done. You know, the third, I told you that God guides us in our freedom. Man, he's just going to kind of let you go. Because he's not a puppeteer. He has no interest in saying, put this foot here, put this foot here, put this foot here. He wants to guide you. It's just like pushing cows, man. You, know, you can't really, you just kind of guide them in the direction and then more people will come around and you get help. That's the way God is, man. He's going to say, y'all go out there you know, on these ranches or go out there to these schools that you work in or these construction jobs that you work in or, or these horses that you shoe or, or, or the businesses that you work out. Man, just go out there. God's got you right where He wants you. And just gather right there. And it might be gathering with just a smile. 
It may be gathering by asking somebody, hey man, you know, let me tell you about Save the Cowboy. It might be better yet, just walk up to somebody and say, hey man, how are you doing? And listen, that's gathering right there. Let God lead that, but God's got you right where He wants you. He's given us freedom. But God will also guide us in faith. He's going to, he, sometimes He's going to step in and He's going to say, man, I know that you really want to go this way, but I want you to go this way. Coming up here to save the cowboy was one of those things. Man, I had it made in Texas. You think I wanted to leave Texas? No. Am I glad I did? Amen. It's changed my life. We didn't get a rope. And the third thing that God will do God will guide you through the failures. You know, our failures doesn't mean that God failed. Just because it didn't, it didn't end up like I pictured it, did we fail that day? Because what was the end result that we were looking for? We were looking for a red heifer to get in a white stock trailer, and at the end of the day, that's exactly what happened. Did it go just like we wanted it to? No. Did I feel like a failure? Yes. But did we fail? No. I mean, God is bigger than any mistakes that you can make. And I think that that's the devil that whispers in our ears when we don't do something right or when we don't live up to our own expectations. We hang our head and we go, oh man, you know, uh, gosh, I, I just, you know, I didn't get that done. But we got it done. We got it done. It's no big deal. Don't look at your failures. God doesn't look at your failures like you do. Because really, the lens through which you're looking at your failures is through a lens of pride. That's all it is, is pride. Because whenever I step back, you know, 15 years later, 20 years later, oh, I can't be 20 years because I wasn't open when I was three, but... Uh, It really wasn't a failure. God's bigger than my mistakes. Especially, and I really was trying. I just didn't get it done. And, and I don't think that there's a cowboy in here that's ever done very much cowboying. And whether, it, whether it's real or, or whatever, there's not a whole lot of cowboys that can't identify with what I just said. Sometimes it just doesn't go the way you want it to go. But the part about being a cowboy is you end up getting it done anyway. Just roll with it, man. If it doesn't work this way, don't look at it as a failure. Look at it as we figured out. We wore her out. Now she'll be easy to get in the pen. It doesn't matter. God is going to guide you. He's going to just let you go. He's going to say, you know what? You, you, you want to be a cowboy? Go be a cowboy. You, you want to be a doctor? Go be a doctor. You, you want to be a school teacher? Jason is on the ball. Golly. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. God is going to guide us in our freedom, man. He's just going to kind of turn you loose in the pasture. He's going to give you a little bit of direction. That's his, that's his word. Read your Bibles. That's what it is. People say, I've never heard God speak to me. They've never read the Bible because that is God's word. Read the Bible. God is going to guide us in faith. There's going to be times, man, that he, he He's going to say, hey, man, I want you to do this. And I guarantee you it's not anything that you have planned. Actually, it's going to be probably the exact opposite. People sit there and think all the time, I, just, I think God is calling me to do this, and this sounds really good. That's not what He's calling you to most of the time. 
what he's calling you to is going to be really scary. And it's going to be really, really worth it. And don't think that your failures has messed up God's plan. If you don't think that God can get accomplished what He wants to get accomplished because you are not big enough to stand in God's way. Think about that. God knew that mistake was going to be made from the beginning of time. There has never been a time that God didn't know that that was going to happen. God did not look down and go, oh crap, what are we going to do now? Oh my gosh. Gabriel, Kevin just screwed everything up. He's not going to say, he's going to laugh and he's going to go, I knew that was going to happen and I still have a plan. Quit worrying so much. Quit fretting about what God wants you to do. Just get out there with whatever you're doing now and just have faith that He's going to guide you in your freedom and through your failures and in your faith. Don't worry about everything. Man, God is good and He is bigger than all of us and His will is bigger than all of us. And even if we do make the the proverbial wrong turn, man, isn't the same God that made the original road, isn't He big enough to make another road that wise right back into it? Yeah, He is. Leave here today knowing that what God wants you to do, every single one of you are doing exactly what God wants you to do at this moment right here. So you got a good start. You're here for the first time. It's not by accident. You might not have known it, but God was guiding you. You might have been here for, for, for four years now, but God has been guiding you. These people that have stepped up to help, God has guided them. There's going to be future leaders in here that God is going to guide. We've got... Uh, eight cowboys that, that kind of our volunteers on the Long X Ranch that God has guided to us. It's going to be good. God is in control. Relax. Love. Have faith. Don't leave here today with that question of, oh, I just don't know what God wants me to do. The next time that thought creeps into your head, you go, you know what? I'm doing exactly what God wants me to do right now. And I'm going to follow Him just through today and tomorrow I'll follow him again. Whether it's over a fence, around a gully, jerking a rope down, or maybe putting your horse up and just grabbing a sack of cake. Whatever the case may be, God's got you right where he wants you. Don't worry. Let's go to God in prayer. God, we thank you so much for your message today. I thank you for the people that are, are here today because you have guided them here. They're not here by accident. You know, maybe they, they didn't even know why they're here. They don't know why they're at, at the line camps. They don't know why they're listening on the internet or watching. They don't know why they're listening to it on the radio. It's because of you, God. You have looked down and you have chosen these people to be cowboys on your outfit to say, I want you to saddle up and ride with me. I'm not going to tell you what to do each and every move you make. I'm not going to tell you which boot to put on first. I want you to just follow me each and every day, no matter whether we're going through mountains or valleys. You just follow me and I'm going to take care of you. God, give these people the courage. Courage cannot exist in the absence of fear. It's all right to be scared, but not to let it stop us from doing what you've called us to do. And you've said that we don't need to be afraid if we just follow you. Give us the courage to overcome those lies that the devil throws at us and and the insecurities and the worries that we have. And allow us to ride for you. 
And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.